0: The Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes, from their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a guy who's somehow single, Brody Otway, a wearer of shoes, brusher of teeth, and eater of all his veggies, who is here today to talk not only about his crush on a trio of YouTubers but also his podcast fandoms with Brody Otway. Brody, how are you? I'm good. Great, great to hear. I had a long day at work. I went to my—I work at a school now, and I went to my first ever uh, staff meeting. It was wild. It's a pre-K through eighth grade, so it was basically just like these middle schoolers are out of control. But I'm in pre-K, so it had nothing to do with me. Oh
1: God, I—I don't know how you do that. I've only got two kids, and (laughs) that's more than more than enough for me. Like my. My kids drive me up the wall my they're two polar opposites too like oh. my daughter is super like loves to stay home and play video games my son wants to be outside all the time so it's it, it, it's a battle
0: how are they like elementary age or
1: uh six and th- my daughter will be eight on Christmas Day actually
0: oh eight and six I mean, I feel like that they're starting mm, six is a little tough i was eight years old it's kind of like oh i feel like they have like their own little personalities it's not so much like babyish anymore like they're starting to come into their own but yeah it's it's it can be hard sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah she flip-flops flip like... from uh being a total daddy's girl to go away you're annoying
0: me uh, Ooh, you can't wait how many more years till te- middle school that's going to be when uh, i will send a prayer your way middle school's rough <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I, I dread
0: that, (laughs) days. So, before we uh, send you to, uh, before you send your daughter away to boarding school in a couple of days, just to get rid of a teenager in the future, um, I want to ask you, uh, where can people find you and your show online? And don't worry, I will make you repeat this later.
1: Um, We're on all major platforms for podcasts other than Apple right now because they're giving me the run around retrieving my account. But other than that, we're pretty much anywhere you find podcasts uh, as fandoms with Brody Otway. And um, we have a mild social media presence on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've got a Discord server and uh, Twitter.
0: Right. So X, I didn't. guess. <laughs> I, I still call it Twitter. I can't. I can't get behind calling it X. I think it. It feels like it's Vin Diesel at that point, and I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so when I did your show, I figured I'm probably a bit. Uh, older than you. So you are a bit younger than me. That's how that works. And for me, YouTube wasn't, it wasn't around when I was little, you know, it actually debuted the year I started college. So that's to date myself. So I just never really got into it until like recently. But for you, have you always looked to YouTube as like a viable form of entertainment?
1: Not really. Like, uh, I guess I would have been early, early, no, late, Like eighth grade when youtube kind of uh became like a thing with like smosh and all those Mm -hmm. things and it kind of just at first seemed like something people were doing to goof around and i wasn't hugely into it i had seen like the smosh lip syncing lip syncing videos (laughs) but other than that it was like no i was i was a film and uh theater kids, so I was all about movies and television and just obsessing over that way more than I should have
0: well when did you start to notice that like youtubers were more than just people who made videos but like people who made them for a living because it's definitely like going from like hey guys in your room you know those little vlogs to like like you said smosh or myth good mythical morning things like that where it's like oh this is their job
1: yeah i mean the first one i really noticed i guess would have been like that uh that fred uh back in the day (laughs) that guy um and then he got like t even back then it was like everybody was just getting tv shows off of it so i'm not even sure it was it was kind of just wild when i realized one day people were doing youtube and stuff for a living and yeah i don't know i it it just it feels it feels like it's always been there to me now so like I I've never really had to think about this before.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh God, Fred. A dark time of the of the early aught, or the aughts there. Uh couldn't stand him in that like me was it like laughing orange or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah the, like yeah, the orange with the faces composited yes. on it. Yeah, no, I just everything on YouTube seemed so stupid to me. So I like until <laughs> I started uh I started like binge watching like long form content on there, just mm-hmm. like Learning about like uh, storytelling and things like that, where I was like, okay, yeah, no, there's actual like content on here.
0: It's definitely evolved from the Smosh and the Charlie bit my finger to what it is today, (laughs) because I mean, now it's like they're like Good Mythical Morning's a whole like studio and everything, but your crushes, they're not just YouTubers, they're BookTubers, which I didn't even know was a thing until you presented me with these crushes. Because um, I grew up like with Reading Rainbow. So in a way, I kind of see BookTubers as like the grandchildren of Lavar Burton, if you will. But anyways, is uh, BookTube like a big part of like your everyday viewing?
1: Um, It's become part of it in, uh, in the last year or so. Um, I... I'm a huge gym junkie. I spend hours at the gym when I go and I discovered audiobooks through Audible and ended up just deep diving into audiobooks and stuff. And it was when I discovered books by the author Brandon Sanderson and uh, his Cosmere universe of stories that uh, I started to... Uh, I hit the wall with as far Mm -hmm. as the books go and I'm waiting on the next one. So uh, I started looking online for like fan theories and things like that and seeing what other people thought of them. And I ended up discovering a few, quite a few different channels like uh, Lost in Discovery and Captured in Words and the ones that we're talking about today, uh, Elliot Brooks, Bookborn and uh, Murphy Napier, who uh, also covers manga, which was kind of a thing I'm not as into these days, but it it, it was cool to see that there was a big variety on her channel.
0: That's interesting. You said you got into audiobooks and then you were like, but I need more. So I guess that these kind of YouTubers, like whether it be movie reviews that form those, like they do those like explanation videos or the booktubers kind of just give us like an add on to what we already love.
1: Yeah. And I mean, not a lot of people in my life are into these things as much (laughs) as I am. So it's nice to hear other people's thoughts and opinions and stuff on it. And, uh, It it doesn't help that they've, they're easy on the eyes and have nice voices so I can Mm. throw it on while I'm laying in bed and fall asleep listening to them talk about the latest book by Brandon Sanderson or saw their thoughts on the characters or stuff
0: like that. And which of the three between Elliot Brooks, Bookborn, and Murphy Napier did you discover first?
1: Um... I think Elliot Brooks was the first one I found. Um, Got a sword in the heart today when I learned she was married. Um, Yeah, no, that one's unachievable. So,
0: always hurts, doesn't it? I think, and
1: I, I, mm, then I think it would have been Murphy Napier, who at first I actually didn't realize was a different channel from Elliot Brooks because I was mostly listening to them and stuff and then uh they were auto playing into one another because similar Uh, content and mm -hmm. they're both attractive uh attractive brown dark brown haired girls who review books so it was (laughs) not it it was probably like a week of bouncing between the two when I realized they were different people.
0: (laughs) you're like oh wait oh there's two of them even, y- even yep, better yep. Yeah,
1: i was uh, yeah so i mean I, I don't know about murphy but uh i know elliot brooks is married sadly and i think bookborn maybe as well who i actually don't know her real name even but yeah. i know i s- stumbled into her community tab yesterday and found out she has kids so i'm, I'm guessing she's married yeah
0: darn darn are you not blended family and she can help you raise this future teenage girl because lord (laughs) knows lord knows that's a rough one but um so i did look into elliot and i noticed she's not just a reviewer she's an author as well have you like has the crush gone to where you're like now i'm gonna read her books too (laughs)
1: i've i've been thinking (laughs) about it i I need new things to read uh, or listen to i guess i'm not the biggest reader um i prefer audiobooks because i'm a multitasker but um if they're on audible it's probably not going to be long before i'm listening to them
0: (laughs) you'll get there you'll get there and you mentioned uh murphy does the manga manga
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how to say it. I flip flop.
0: (laughs) And I know, like, she does that in anime, and Bookborn has like fantasy sci fi. Uh, Is it safe to say those are the types of books that line your personal audible library?
1: Um, Yeah, I listen to a lot of, uh, I'm re listening to uh, Brandon Sanderson's series Stormlight Archive right now. Um, One of my all time favorite stories is also by the same author it's uh mistborn which i believe is where bookborn gets her youtube channel name from but uh that's probably my favorite story and then um they i've been looking for a lot of new fantasy stories and stuff i i like sci-fi too as well but i'm a big fantasy book guy um it's yeah it's probably my favorite genre
0: Interesting. Yeah, like my husband has like like Star Wars books. It's says, like sci fi as his like library gets and I'm like I didn't I didn't even know like people read that, that those kind of stories. To me, it was always like, you have your autobiographies, and you have your romance novels, or you have, like, YA. I didn't even know, like, sci-fi had such a big section in a bookstore until recently. That's how much I go to a bookstore. I usually, like, <laughs> if I see... I like memoirs. That's my thing. So I'll just, like, go on Amazon and buy a memoir. I have too many books.
1: But- yeah, um... I, I, I dabble into sci-fi. Like, I'm a Star Wars guy. I don't really read a lot of star wars books anymore but um i did as a kid growing up uh i've been uh, i was pretty big into the king killer chronicle books by patrick roth this but uh like game of thrones no idea if or when the third or the last book's coming out and i'm also i got on board game of thrones and i've been slowly watching uh um Murphy, I can't even remember now, whether it's Murphy Napier or or Elliot Brooks, um, Mm -hmm. read through the, maybe it was book. I I can't keep them straight anymore, but uh, (laughs) one of them was reading through Game of Thrones for the first time. And I was like, oh, so am I. And that was kind of how I found their channel. Uh And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I guess my type is brown haired Girls Oops. who like to read.
0: Yeah, but have you have any of them ever reviewed something at you that you've read and you had a different opinion than them? And it kind of made you like question the crush. You're like, why would they say that? Like,
1: so I, like that I thought that was going to happen today. I was watching a lot of <laughs> videos in preparation for this specifically. And um, I went into a video being like, okay, there's gonna be stuff in here where we disagree. And when <laughs> and when she brought up her initial viewpoint like on the, a lot of the things, um, she was comparing Stormlight Archive to Mistborn, the characters in them and which ones she prefers. Mm-hmm. And every time she made her point, I was like, damn, <laughs> she's right. And I was like, yeah, I was, can't, can't I was be like, yeah, no, sh- I, I've, I've been swayed. And I was waiting for one where I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like, I was, <laughs> I wanted to, co- I wanted to leave that comment being like, you're wrong about this. But no, oh, nope, it was, it, I, I've, I was wrong every time. It was definitely. <laughs> I, every time I was like, no, like there was one of her main ones where I was vehement. She uh, she asked what companion from either book would be better, like the little ghost guys from one book or uh shape-shifting dog from another. And I was like, oh, it'd be the ghost thing for sure. But then she brought up the fact that they'd be around all the time and mm. just invading your space and you'd have mm-hmm. no privacy. I was like, oh, my God, that sounds agonizing and awful. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, no, like every, every single, like I just, I guess I don't think things through enough and like, yeah, no, these girls, these girls are definitely smarter than I am. That's probably one of the reasons why I find them so attractive. I, I, I love a brain on a girl.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how in-depth These like youtubers whether it's books movies tv shows how in depth they can get it makes you feel like am i watching this right or reading this correctly like am i dumb like i always do that with i watch mostly like movie recaps and tv shows and i'm like okay i didn't catch that and it makes me question my whole life but thankfully Uh, people like this exist (laughs) if you're
1: enjoying it you're watching it right but i (laughs) mean like I definitely find extra enjoyment of getting to watch their videos and then Mm -hmm. going back and doing a re-listen and Mm -hmm. finding all these details they pointed out that I didn't catch on a first listen. And I even because of these Brandon Sanderson books being so thick and everything, I've picked up physical copies of books to actually try and get into reading. And I honestly say that like these not just these girls, but these YouTube channels are probably the reason that I've decided to pick up books again and I don't think I've, hmm. I don't think I've read a full novel since high school so like 12 years.
0: Oh wow. Would you say that well, in a way they've made you like a better reader because of how they kind of bulb review things, dissect things and then you can take that and then put it towards what you do? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, definitely. And like, I like I'm working on a book myself and, uh, that was actually kind of partly inspired by when I found out Elliot Brooks is an author and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I was like, why, why don't I like if, <laughs> All these people online, they just have YouTube channels and they work on their books and stuff. And I was like, there's no reason I can't do my thing and work on a book. Mm-hmm. And so yeah i kind of started writing a book and a lot of their critiques and stuff like that and uh, a lot of them have advice for writing and like common tropes people use and a lot of a lot of really useful information for just anybody who's into writing whether it's as like writing a book or if you're into dungeons and dragons or any kind of thing where you're doing any storytelling it's it's good to have a critical mind and be able to Figure out what works and doesn't.
0: That's really cool. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to thank them in the like acknowledgement section of the book when it's ready. But uh, yeah. I wanted I wanted to know what made like because you're you like you're reading your Brandon Sanderson, you're like oh let me go to YouTube see what people said. What made these three sort of stand, stand out when it goes like as far as reviewing books? Not so much I know they're pretty and they have good voices, but what else about like how they approach booktubing?
1: Um. Well, like I said about Elliot Brooks and making good points like she was able to sway me from my being a Mistborn fanboy to being able to admit that the the series that I may not may not be my favorite in the Cosmere is from a writing standpoint and characters and everything objectively the better series just because it's not personally <laughs> yeah. my preferred one it is probably the objectively better one and I can be a bit of an arguer sometimes <laughs> so the fact that I just was able to accept it like she Elliot Brooks is very well spoken you can you can tell she's intelligent just from watching her videos and um, I feel like the, the main thing honestly that made me realize her and murphy napier were different people from just listening and not watching the videos when Mm -hmm. i actually like checked was because elliot brooks does come across as a lot smarter than murphy napier's channel i find like i they're both very entertaining and i'm not saying she's not an intelligent woman she definitely is she's a million times smarter than i am for sure but i there's just something about the way elliot brooks speaks and presents her points that it it feels more professional and, like, analytical as where, like, when I'm listening to Murphy Napier's channel, it feels like I'm hanging out with a friend and listening mm. to a friend just chat about the things that they're into. And so, like, I, I prefer the two channels for different, re- like, depending on what mood I'm in, I guess.
0: Well, Elliot's more well not, it's scholarly in her approach.
1: Yeah, and she's just... Uh, yeah just something about the way she presents herself I find
0: and we've mentioned this before uh, quite a bit they are brunette bookworms would you say that has always been your type like whether it's YouTube or real life
1: I've always had a thing for girls with dark brown hair for sure brown hair green eyes is a weakness of mine <laughs> um, as far as bookish goes uh, not really um, like uh, I've definitely dated quite a few quiet girls, but um, for the most part, like most girls I've dated are kind of short, blonde, loud, abrasive, (laughs) and completely opposite of what my what I would say my type is, I guess. And I don't know. I think the reason that I find the bookish personality so attractive now is because I something I think I would really enjoy in a relationship is um, cuddling up and being read to because like I said, I love audio books. Yeah. And I think like if I had a like a, a girl with just a nice voice to read to me and just like the physicality of it, I'm a very my my love language is physical touch like all the way. So like I think that would just be like the most romantic thing in my in my books.
0: You gotta hang out at bookstores, libraries. <laughs> like this is where you need to be.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm too awkward. I I, <laughs> I I'd be kicked out of the store. And get
0: it. It, it is. I mean, plus it's hard to. It is really. I'm glad I'm not single because it just seems really hard, especially after COVID and everything, to meet someone in real life and not online. I mean, I met my husband online, so. You know i'm a, i couldn't say i'm not awkward too <laughs> i have to go oh, through God. the vetting process of like okay what did they say in that message you know it's this all i have to like think of the conversations before the date so i'm glad that's whew, i'm very awkward too <laughs> <wonderful>. yeah
1: and <laughs> i just after the after my experiences online dating i'm just i don't know i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting I'm, I'm i'm waiting it'll it'll come <laughs> eventually
0: It'll come. Everybody has somebody out there for them. So, usually, yeah. So, usually we play uh, Fuck Mary Kill, but I wanted to go literary here. Uh, So, we're going to play Write, Read, Review. So, when it comes to Elliot, Bookburn, and Murphy, which would you want to write your biography? Which would you want to simply just read your biography? And which one would you want to review it on their channel?
1: I'm going to say Elliot's going to write it. Bookborn's going to read it because I I enjoy her voice the most, I guess. Um and then Murphy will be reviewing it.
0: <laughs> okay. That's pretty easy for you. <laughs> and Sometimes uh, guests come through with a crush and it's just a crush that's like a fond memory and perhaps like a celebrity they loved when they were a teen or someone they liked in elementary school. But for you, these crushes are still going strong. What's kept all three of them in your heart? I
1: think just the fact that they keep showing up in my newsfeed and <laughs> like they they just keep making content that I'm interested in and they're very attractive ladies. And I, I, that's pretty I, I would say it's a pretty shallow crush like it's I'm, I'm not swooning over them or have their pictures oh. up on my wall or <laughs> anything like that but um I and definitely characteristics I I would be looking for in a in a partner
0: oh I mean all crushes you gotta have the crushes you just think are I mean you got more to, but there's some people that are just so physically attractive, you're like I don't care anything else about you. You're just so pretty. Like I think that for some celebrities. I oh, to that
1: was that. Jessica Alba for me at twelve. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I thought she was like the most flawless thing.
0: I had a trio. They were they all hosted this podcast, and they each brought a, a celebrity. And one was Jessica Alba. and I think he was the one because it was Jessica Alba, Jennifer Aniston, and my apologies for forgetting the third. But I think the one who liked Jessica Alba was kept saying, "I would drink her bathwater," <laughs> <laughs> and his, his co-hosts were like, "Stop!" What are you oh saying? God.
1: Oh, yeah, no, her in, fa- I think it was, uh, I was a big comic book nerd growing up too. So uh, when I seen her in the Fantastic Four movie growing up, that was that was a bit of an awakening for me.
0: Oh, As yeah. a child, I was kind
1: of like, whoa, uh, this oh. is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. There's a scene of her in her underwear, and I get to stare at her in a skin tight suit for most of the movie. I was like, this is... This is my new favorite movie. Looking back on it, it's an awful movie. Terrible. (laughs) But like uh, like 10, 11-year-old me watched it uh, way too many times at camp, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) I mean, everyone's got those movies. Mine was Cruel Intentions because you see Ryan Phillippe's butt for like five seconds. (laughs) And that movie's just overtly sexual for being a teen movie. It is like, I mean, everyone in like a certain age range, that was the one that was like, well, that was different. That wasn't she's all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know well, there be. was Yeah. That and no, wild things.
0: Was... <laughs> wild things too, but I've never seen that one. I've just heard that one is saucy. But you know, no matter if the crush is present or the like past, every guest that has to come through has to get a little imaginative in this portion because now I want you to pick one of these booktubers, and whichever one you pick, I'd like to know how your happily ever after goes with them aka what do you think your life would be like with them
1: I guess I'm picking Murphy um we're living in a nice rural area secluded no neighbors close by big yard uh she's got her studio to do her YouTube stuff I've got uh garage with a home gym and a podcasting studio and we can do our own individual things but at the end of the day we come together lay in bed and she'd probably would cuddle up she'd read me a book and yeah I don't know I, I I I definitely think uh I definitely think that's what it would entail mostly i i don't really i don't really know them all too well so i can't really (laughs) speak outside of outside of the shallow bits really
0: that's good a nice like home away from people doing your creative stuff sounds like a good life
1: oh yeah and i'm just i'd love to have a yard one day where i have enough room to do things like a garden or be able to cut some trails in the bush and go for a walk, like walks in the bush. And I live in a pretty, pretty rural, like it's a small city where it's even the city parts are pretty rural.
0: Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Having a yard. I've been, this is my first house I've lived in. I went from a trailer to the dorms to the apartment. So now I'm living in an actual house and I have like a little patch of grass. Like it's nothing to, I can rake the yard in five seconds. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean in in my city right now owning owning is ridiculous, but shouldn't be too much longer before I I can. It definitely won't be my dream house at this
0: point in time, but it it is what it is. Oh, we're still renting. It's just we're renting a house now. I don't think I'll ever buy. I I don't see that for me, but you know, who you never know. Never know. Maybe I'll win the lottery or something. Or like, my dream is to like have a secret relative come out of the woodworks and like, you know, give me money.
1: (laughs) Oh, isn't that the dream? Or just have like have some rich relative you didn't know about pass away and you're you're like next the kin.
0: Well, like, did you watch the new Goosebump series on Disney Plus?
1: I haven't.
0: Oh well, that's how it starts. Justin Long inherits the house that is the center of all the chaos.
1: (laughs) Oh, Justin Long. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out.
0: It it went on a couple episodes too long but it was oh. all in all really good i well it ended and i thought oh that was the end here we are and then they had a preview and i was like i guess we're still going okay oh. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought we could have went to maybe like a sec like a cliffhanger to a second season but actually i don't know if i've finished it but anyway it, it was really good they like tie in like a lot of the books but like give you a whole new story it's it's really good I'd check
1: it out. Yeah, <laughs> i I, I don't even think I watched the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black now that I think oh.
0: about it. Watch I the first all the hype one. It. The first it's actually like as a, like I'm a Goosebumps diehard. It's so good. It like made me like a little get a little teary-eyed at the end. i are gonna and, uh, have to
1: check it out because I wouldn't I
0: was, watch the second one though.
1: <laughs> I was huge into goosebumps as a kid. We we used to get all the books from the book mm-hmm. fairs growing up.
0: Oh, I I went to they I used to live in uh Los Angeles and when that movie first came out they had it they aired it at like a little tiny theater and like they were going to do like a um Q&A with like the director and stuff so we went and the they had all the original artwork out in the back that you could like try to purchase but it was like a lot of money and i was like oh it's nice to see but i don't think i'll be able to afford it but it was really cool and i got this uh i got like a poster but yeah it was really fun i the, i do recommend the first one not the second
1: i tried to get my daughter into goosebumps and she oh. accidentally dumped a juice box <gasps> on the book and it was because she it freaked her out and I was like oh don't worry like it's just a book and then the next day she accidentally spilled her juice box <laughs> on the book.
0: Sabotage. Which yeah. do you remember which one it was?
1: Um, It was the uh, the part the first of the trilogy with the uh, dummies the uh, okay Spanky
0: well that whatever, one yes. yeah was, okay well okay I'll give her that one I, I mean he's even I mean he's the main villain in the series and the movie I think he's the most iconic villain just because dummies are just in general so creepy
1: it freaked me out so much as a kid (laughs) especially the uh the episode of the tv show about it so Mm -hmm. I was like I was like this yeah when I was like she she got the uh the book fair thing home in Um, her backpack and I was like, ooh, let's order Goosebumps and (laughs) we got these Pokemon books and Goosebumps books and the Pokemon books didn't get spilled on but (laughs) Goosebumps didn't survive after the first reading.
0: He's like, mm, maybe not, but so we talked about Goosebumps, talked about the crushes. So now it's time to talk more about you and what you got going on. Uh, you do a whole show about fandom. So, my obvious yeah. first question is, what was the first fandom not that you had, but that you remember like impacting your life that you're like, wow, this is like a moment? Like, for me, it's Backstreet Boys. Like, what's up for you?
1: Um, Star Wars, it was the first thing where I realized, um. People make movies as a job. I got the, I got the movies, and they had uh, special features on them of like just behind the scenes stuff and interviewing all the behind the scenes, like the people who did the costumes and writers and directors and all of those people. And I I sat there watching them, and um, weirdly enough, I I took notes on the. <laughs> people that did the jobs that I was interested in. And uh, I was super young and um, I barely remember it even other than my dad coming in and making fun of me for it. And then um, from that point on, I was just obsessed with Star Wars. And uh, I was dead set that I was going to become an actor up until I was... 17 years old, I think, and it was all because of Star Wars.
0: Oh, you wanted to be like the next, like, Jedi, or what did you want to be on the dark side?
1: Um, I, I mean, the, the Jedis, the Jedis can't like fall in love or have attachments and stuff. So, like, 14 year old me would have been out of there so fast. The minute they're like, no girls, I would have been gone. <laughs> Uh, i would have been dark side like i would have been like okay thanks thanks for teaching me up until this point but um i'm out um, it's just
0: hand you slowly slide the lightsaber over with the force and just like back up like i gotta yeah go. i'd be
1: cutting off that like rat tail thing like with the lightsaber and then just be handing them both over and be like um yeah no i'm i'm out
0: <laughs> so There's this so sure. guy in a black robe.
1: He told me he told me I can go to town on myself, So see ya.
0: <laughs> so uh, your fandom for Star Wars dates back, but your show is still pretty brand new to the podcast realm. How, but how long had the idea been rolling around in the back of your head? like it's time to get this going. Come on, Brody, um, you gotta do it.
1: Like pff, uh, let's see seven years um wow seven years ago was when i first came up with it i um i did one interview and i completely botched the uh recording process i only got one half of the audio recording somehow so like everything i said came through but nothing Mm. the guest said came through and so i just quit and was like no i'm done and so i didn't think about it for a while and then i actually um i uh was diagnosed with cancer and Mm -hmm. i went through cancer treatment and i'm good now but um it was uh it was during that whole uh process where i was like well i've got nothing going on and um might as well like i'm still waiting to go back to work which was the main thing that got me to get it going right away and why I've been cranking out so many episodes but uh yeah I just decided like i I really want to do it like I love talking to people about what they're about what they're interested in and hearing about what they're passionate about and who knows I might find some interesting new things to check out myself and so far it's been really interesting I've had a few pretty crazy conversations with uh people that i found i've been mostly finding people through facebook and other social media so i mean it's been pretty hit or miss i i managed to find some cool people like yourself and a few people who uh i won't be releasing the recordings oh no
0: i'll ask uh, about that once we hit stop
1: (laughs) but um yeah so there's it's it's been a fun process i'm hoping that our uh Our production value goes up a little bit after, after Christmas here, but, uh, so far it's been, it's been a lot of fun and if anybody is a huge fan of anything and wants to chat then hit us up.
0: Well, yeah. Well, congrats on being cancer-free. My husband's also a cancer survivor, so. Oh, congratulations to him. Like, it's Uh, um... It's rough. Yeah, it's it's not easy. No matter, everyone's like, well, you know, if you have this kind of skin it's always scary for everyone involved, from the person who has it family. So kudos, kudos. Plus, with kids, I can't even imagine. But yeah, you mentioned not the recording, not hitting recording. It's like the like biggest mistake when you first start podcasting. I've done it twice myself, and I've started. I was like, oh crap. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yeah, I did that like a week ago, and I mean, other than my one, I might be a little bit biased because I'm on your podcast right now, (laughs) but your episodes that I've done are probably my favorites. Uh, Our Backstreet Boys, Always Sunny, and RuPaul. Thank you. Um, uh, Those are probably my favorite ones, but there was one that definitely could have rivaled them, and uh, we didn't record because... um, the software I was using was different than usual and it it gave me a prompt but the prompt didn't pop up in front of the program, it popped up behind it and so I didn't see that it wanted me to hit okay and so the whole time I thought we were recording and then I go and I minimize the thing and then it's like do you want to start, it's like are you sure you want to start recording?
0: and I was like what? (laughs)
1: I was like oh my god so yeah I ended up going back to the other software I used when uh, I had to do it over certain people were just weird and like oh I'm only gonna talk if it's over discord so I had to use stuff to record over discord and the program uh, when I used OBS it gave me a uh, prompt and I was not used to that so they missed, messed up and missed the whole whole thing
0: that's all. Oh, I feel your pain. It's never great when you're like, where's the file? There's no file. <laughs> So, yeah, especially what,
1: especially when you're feeling good about it.
0: Yeah, you're like, like one time I my husband does podcasting too. He has a podcast all about the 90s called Happened in the 90s, and I was interviewing his co-host, and you know how it is. We just got to talking crap about my husband. We we're joking, having a good time, and we got we're talking a long time because I love the 90s, um and as does he. And like an hour goes by, and I look, and I'm like, wait, where's that little red dot in Zoom that tells me it's recording? Oh my god! And I'm like, can you? over, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm off today." I was like, "Thank you."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> Thank- lucky.
0: Thankfully, it was like my husband's like friend, so it was like I did do one with this photographer, and like I just was like I just didn't hit record, and I never heard back. I was like, "Darn."
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah.
0: Say lovey, say lovey.
1: In there, love- mine was with my first one was with these guys from YouTube who do like superhero videos, and like, yeah, no, it was they they once i was like yeah so can we redo that just no response
0: oh i know all those things but what i do like about your show like with Crutches, Crutches, crushes there's so much variety to be had um you've had people talk about everything from cats to the wwe and you've had so many different like fandoms on the show but has there been one that made you think huh well i didn't know that had a fandom
1: um I don't think it's out yet, but I interviewed a girl uh, who she collects socks and she had over 400 <laughs> pairs. Wow. Yeah. Um. So that was one that I was like, okay, yeah, uh, like that is like I, I was not prepared for socks to come up. So yeah, I'm getting you on. Um. <laughs> there's been a lot of people who have tried to be like i'm a fan of like like my spiritual journey and stuff like that where i'm like now past like stuff like that where a lot of them like a real lot of them (laughs) and uh i did one with a girl about lucid dreaming which was a little different than our normal episodes but it it was pretty fun Hmm. and uh i think I don't know if there's anywhere I'm like, I didn't expect it because like the whole, whole idea from the show I kind of got because uh, I realized like there's people who are fans of like anything from like stamps to BDSM. And it's like, who are those people? And like, I want to talk to them all. Like Mm -hmm. I want to get their stories, their experiences. Like whatever, like I don't care what the topic is, as long as it makes sense and it can fit into the format of our show. If you're a fan of it, we want to talk to you about it.
0: Wow. I'm in I can't wait to hear the one about socks. I used to not be like I don't have no 400 pairs, but I like a nice like fun pair of socks. Like my old roommate only wore white socks and so she hated that I would have like not even like they'd be like stripes but you know have cats or dogs or like I like holiday ones. So I kind of get it but up to 400 I have to hear why
1: yeah and (laughs) yeah the the minute she opened our correspondence with i have over 400 pairs in my collection and for some reason like i imagined it like have you seen the twilight movies no okay well there's like this i don't know why out of all the things in those stupid movies the only thing that i can remember is like they had all this wall of like graduation caps like overlapping each other in like a weird oh. like thing and when she said she had 400 pairs of socks I just imagined them all like hanging off of her wall in like some kind of weird decorative thing but apparently not apparently they're just in bags and drawers and stuff so it was it wasn't as interesting in some ways as I thought but she, she was definitely an interesting person she was a public speaker and stuff so one of our better episodes
0: interesting socks we got everybody has something <laughs> so nope. were you were you inspired by any podcast when you started to plan out your own
1: i don't know if i'd say inspired by i i really like the dollop um with uh, dave anthony and gareth reynolds it's an american history comedy podcast i also really liked the uh kevin smith's old podcast uh fat man on batman where (laughs) when it used to be an interview style show where uh he used to interview people from like the industry who had been involved with batman and now the show's like a ghost of what it originally was but i i loved that initial format and getting to hear people's personal stories and how how much batman if specifically affected their lives and part of me was like well i mean it's not just batman that inspires people like people are inspired by all different things that they're a fan of and i'd love to hear about how that plays into their life how they got into it like their experiences with it and why it means so much to them because yeah. i mean like i said before like star wars it It was at first just uh, three movies that I really liked, but then once I discovered those special features, it became like a core part of my personality and formed who I was for like the next 10 years.
0: yeah my husband um also he he's sad he doesn't have his dvd collection anymore but he just loved like the special features and everything he went to film school so he's like really into like movies and things like that but so i asked you what podcasts might have helped shape your show but to bring it full circle how has your booktuber crushes like channels inspired you in any way when it comes to podcasting
1: i'm not too sure um i definitely love to have any of them come on and talk their favorite series that would be dream come true i've gotten to talk to two podcasters i listened to before i started the show which was pretty cool but i i don't know if they've really inspired any of my content that i've released um i definitely like to uh to listen to their videos and stuff when I'm trying to come up with uh, questions when it comes to uh, book related episodes, which none of which actually have come to fruition so far. Book book fans have been the flakiest ones on me and it, it, it's hurting my heart because now it, originally it was sports fans that were giving me trouble and now the sports fans are stepping up, but my book <laughs> people are letting me down. It's Aww. been the anime fans who have been the, the most help.
0: Oh, really?
1: <laughs> they came out in hordes. I put out a ad on one anime page, and I within like a day, I had like thirty people messaging me and stuff. And like, yeah, no, the anime people came out of out of the woodworks, <laughs> out of every crook and cr- nook and cranny. And I was like, holy crap! Like, if every fandom was this rabid to talk about what they're into i would be like i'd have a backlog for years
0: (laughs) well yeah anime fans are hardcore i've had a few people come with anime crushes and that's always where i have to do my most research because i'm like i know all i know is to sailor moon and i'm like that's like the americanized version i'm like yeah anime fans the like i would put them up like if you had like a fandom duel i'd put them against like the beehive or Swifties for sure oh yeah oh okay
1: swifties uh there's i i i thought swifties were i would have one step up right away i did she keeps flaking on me so i'm like ah but like i've got questions ready to go if a swifty ever steps (laughs) up and yeah no these those anime fans like they are th- th- when it comes to crushes like it can like i love you anime fans but y'all need to chill on your <laughs> 2d drawn women sometimes because <laughs> it gets cringe like i have <laughs> i have had to watch so many videos on anime like i my my i, I like anime but on a surface level like i'm not a Hardcore, like they'd call it an otaku, I guess. I learned that during my podcast. But um they uh they're very, very intense with it as well. I'm very surface level and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I have had to watch lots of videos where I've had to look up words and when I learn what that word means, I'm like, how 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 do you how how do you publicly on YouTube admit to being into
0: that? (laughs) oh it gets like sexual
1: oh very quickly with those anime folks like there is uh, most of them very normal people i will admit like they're very diverse community and like very very open community like i've noticed they're very open to like cross-dressing and stuff like that which is super cool i've talked to two guys who do cosplay and they cross-dress while they do it and they've had nothing but like positive experiences for the most part which is awesome but then there's been a lot of i had one guy who sent me his uh like it's deviant art i think or whatever um it it was basically just a portfolio of like porn he drew and he, i was like oh i mean yeah i'll have i'll have you on the show but i mean i i can't Gosh. guarantee that um I'm not gonna make fun of it a little, and he stopped messaging me instantly because I, <laughs> I was honest with him. I'm like, look, like, yeah, I'm down to talk about anything, but this is pretty out there, and he, like, I'm gonna be cracking jokes, and he blocked me and everything. and
0: Oh, geez. yeah, really like, offended. Sending our... me,
1: you're the one sending me your portfolio of hand-drawn porn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was it like was it like not good as like ooh but like good as an art like artistically no oh god it was no good choice it was oh. uh.
1: it was not um <laughs> yeah it was it, it I I mean I'm not I'm not one to like critique art hugely and like if this guy finds me crapping on his art I'm sorry dude but like <laughs> it was it was like I don't know. It looked it looked like something a horny thirteen year old pro- doodled up, mm,
0: and like the math book and the creases. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, oh, with oh, like, yep. like 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 what you'd find at the back of a math book with like yeah. o- over exaggerated breasts and like poorly like it looked like from a how to draw anime front of a book, um, but more but with but titties. Not good. <laughs>
0: So other than the possible anime titties, um, what other fandom and socks, I'm still so stuck on these socks, the socks lady, what other fandoms are like coming out in the new year? Do you have that far plan that far ahead?
1: Um, we've got football coming up, but more, it's more so the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We talk about mostly in the episode. Um, I'm hoping to do uh should be doing one tomorrow with uh Chris Koss from uh Swipe Wrong I believe the podcast is called. I did a recording of his podcast there about bad Tinder experiences mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so he'll be coming on to talk his dating experiences as a fan of dating on my show. Um yeah we've uh other than that we've got quite a few anime ones coming up like i said um one on uh, a few different video games like halo and stuff um yeah our episodes are kind of all over the place as far as that stuff goes we're we're not too sure what order we're releasing everything in right now because we do have a a lot of unreleased ones we're just trying to trying to diversify it a bit more with all the anime that we had <laughs> flood in mm-hmm.
0: that's a lot yeah anime fans hardcore but other than all of that lastly can you remind people where they can find you and your show online
1: Um, we are on facebook at fandoms podcast we are on twitter or x at the fandoms pod um We have a Discord server that's linked through all of our social media and in all of our episode descriptions, where you can come on and suggest questions for upcoming episodes, um, ask to be a guest, uh, chit chat with other members of the community or whatever. We don't update it as much as we should, but uh, it's not very heavily moderated either. So it's just kind of a fun place to hang out sometimes and other than that um we have a new instagram that we have posted one picture related to the rupaul episode
0: on <laughs> oh no <laughs> i i didn't see that it must be super new what is what's the app
1: <laughs> um we just posted uh the it's the same picture that i had sent you before the show but i posted it on uh <laughs> instagram facebook and uh Twitter I believe I, or I may have forgotten Twitter now that I think about it
0: no I'll have to look for it and follow and like uh and share so birdie I just it. want to say I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk about your YouTube crushes with me today and everyone you can find all of that information below and until next time as always keep crushing it crushgasm is part of the I did not make these rankings podcast network alongside some other pretty cool shows, including Evening at the Movies, Crime, Rewind, Literature Reapers, Love is Black, Masturbators, Men are the Prize, and The Sipless*. You can find all of us and more over at Network.com.